Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate and I'm joined as I always am every Tuesday by my good friend Josh. How you going, mate? I'm good, mate. And uh, just you nailed that one this, this week. So, <laughs> Judy, good one. Good stuff. How's your week going, mate? What's, what's been going on down in the uh, chilly Canberra? Yeah. Well, we've had a pretty warm week, actually. Like, we had a fair bit of rain, and then um, I think that kind of led to a, a bit of a warmer period, but um, I think we're getting back down to negatives this week. So, um, yeah, other than that, good, good. Just just kicking along, doing my uni studies, yep. investing. Love it. What about yourself, mate? How things been up in sunny Queensland? Yeah, not sunny. Similar story. Uh, raining constantly. Um it's actually gotten quite hot and humid, a bit, bit mouldy around. It's just very moist everywhere. It's mm. nearly impossible to dry clothes at the moment unless you have a dryer. So um, we've actually had the aircon on. We can put it on the dryer setting to try and um, just uh, take some hum- humidity out of the air because everything's, you know, the floors are a bit slippery and wet. It's it's pretty interesting weather time, actually. So a bit of a pain in the butt. But yeah, love, loving the markets and investing as well. And um what are we? The 17th of May today. So, um, yeah, markets are sitting pretty flat today and it's been a bit of a rocky ride. Again, sort of bounce over the weekend in the US. Um, a lot of people calling it a bit of a bear market rally, but um, we'll, I guess only time will tell. And, um, yeah. yeah. Great time to have your shopping list and really um, we have quite a few, you know, in our opinion, decent companies um, starting to get a lot, lot cheaper. And um, so, yeah, we're just sort of, doing as much research as we can at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, getting through a lot of research, which is awesome. Um, once again, I've been very much uh, looking at US stocks. I'm not sure about yourself, but I've been uh, really liking some of my, to be honest, US tech stocks. Um, you know, tech, the tech sector has been absolutely smashed with a lot of companies down, like, you know, 70% plus. Um, yep, yep. But yeah, um, like you said, just getting that shopping list ready and, um, and potentially buying when prices hit the buy price. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see where the markets, not, yeah, well, I guess we're talking in terms of the markets, where they go, um, the more we see interest rates go up. And, you know, there was a scare last week, you know, um, with inflation data, which means people expected interest rates to be punched up a heaps more. Um, I think we've got another at least two weeks before we see anything in Australia. Um, I'm not sure when the US do theirs, but... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Just uh, keep investing like we do, and I'm sure everything will be good. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> there's certainly interest time. Inflation data. I mean, I I'm having a hard time to see uh, seeing inflation calming down soon mm. um, with the current lockdowns in China and the supply issues, and and um, you know, I was seeing it more and more just in my own uh, business, talking to people that are coming in regularly and what they're saying about their businesses and what they're having to do in terms of um, getting stock in and having to, you know, put their prices up. And some people are saying they haven't put their prices up for 10 years and all of a sudden they're, they're jacking them up. So, you know, like, you know, the US inflation data was 8%. Uh, like I struggle to see how it's 8%. Like, you know, you, you go to your local, and this is a, back to Australia now, but Woolies, I mean, milk, you know, ice cream stuff, it's gone up way more than 8%. You look at petrol way more than 8%. So, I mean, you know, if, if, if your salary or your wage is not increasing at all, or even if, you're, even if you do get a wage increase of 2%, you're still like, you're just losing money. You're behind the eight ball. 
Yeah, exactly. And I guess you bring up a good point there. Like you have to look at it like that, your overall position. And, and sure, it might feel good, you know, on the surface of getting a pay rise of like two, three, four percent. But realistically, you're still in the red because mm. everything's costing more. And, yep. um, you know, you hear a lot of economists and um, people who I follow as well um, say like, uh, you know, that 8% inflation data is, you know, it doesn't take into account everything. So, um the real numbers they believe is more like somewhere between 12 and 16 percent that's that is huge like that is that is cutting your buying power down by you know half in terms of like seven or eight years six years five years even you know like it's crazy so (laughs) it's scary so i mean uh, you're seeing a lot of money flow, I guess, from like you just mentioned, um, potentially opportunities in the tech center, uh, tech sector. You're seeing a lot of um, money, I guess, flow into um, shares that I guess are potentially a little bit inflation proof and that have real earnings, not future earnings. You know, like we've for so many years, money's been flying into these, you know, Teslas and um, uh, I guess the Facebooks, you know, where your fang stocks and, you know, based on potentially future earnings and then we're, we're seeing some shares get beat up you know due to the current climate and um you know, a lot of people are sort of you know moving towards um you know australian shares like well, the amcors and the horizon and and brambles and sort of like packaging companies that just don't you know just keep churning out money or um you know railroads that just you know they keep shipping coal out of the Western Queensland or wherever it is, you know, those types of shares where the, their earnings are just stable. And, you know, that's, a, that's the general, um, I think, where a bit of money's going at the moment. But, yeah, not advice. And, and, and we're, sitting back, we're sitting back and watching the whole show. 100%. And, and um, you know, some might call some of the businesses that you just mentioned there uh, inflation-proof businesses or, you know, Boring. potentially recession-proof businesses because at the end of the day, they're going to operate regardless of uh, the state of play because, you know, usually their customers are big players and um, the big players still pay pay for their services, don't they? So um, that's a good good little uh, area you, you mentioned to take a look into, especially in the Australian side of things. Well, mate, so uh, a couple of um, news stories recently um, has... I guess prompted us to um, talk about today uh, what an arbitrage is. So there's a, a couple of arbitrage opportunities that we've seen, um, and so we want to talk today about what is it, um, specific examples, and and how does it kind of well how can it play into our I guess legacy investing uh, philosophy, um, long term philosophy, and yeah, not looking at it from a trade point of view, although that's certainly one way of doing it. But um, hmm. yeah, so. Arbitrage, mate, the, probably the one that we is, is in the news at the moment, or the, probably the most recent one in the news at the moment would be Elon Musk taking over Twitter um, and that opportunity there. But one that's also been um, in the news is the Activision Blizzard being um, taken over by Microsoft, which we spoke a little bit about last week, but we'll, we'll dig into it today, hey? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, there, like you said, there is a few different types of, uh, I guess, arbitrage definitions and and right before we jumped on this call, I, I wanted to see what else I could find. And, you know, some of the investing sites, especially based around trading, see arbitrage as, mm. you know, the sim- simultaneous purchase and sale of the same asset in different markets um, to exploit the short-lived variations. And 
mm. you know, in terms of that, I would, I would say like potentially you're looking at double listed companies, potentially if you think of an Alibaba, yeah. you know, Alibaba's Hong Kong and the U S so that may provide an arbitrage opportunity, but we, we don't want to look at trading. We want to look at arbitrage in terms of, as you mentioned, uh, legacy investing and, um, I think Activision Blizzard and, and like you mentioned, Twitter, two great examples to talk about. And I think it's even, it's made even more great with the fact that, you know, Warren Buffett is on the Activision Blizzard train um, yeah. uh, for arbitrage. So um, I think they called it a workout and it's something that he used to do a lot more of when he, when he had a lot less money under control. Obviously yeah. it's a bit harder with, you know, 180 odd billion dollars. Um, but yeah, essentially, you're buying at a price below what a corporate deal has been made at, and you're hoping that the deal goes through. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I guess you're trying to find the difference there, aren't you? So, I mean, it's important to say that um, uh, an arbitrage deal, it, it, there's risk involved. And mm. I think you mentioned Buffett used to do quite a lot of them um, when he was happy uh, to take on a little bit more risk. But this, the specific example of Activision Blizzard is a, um, is a company that obviously Buffett and his team have researched, they were happy with. Uh, they bought it back in September, October last year, I believe. And, and about a month or six weeks later, it was announced Microsoft were coming out and um, taking over uh, one of the biggest deals in um, gaming history, I believe. And um, it's actually going to make Microsoft the third biggest gaming uh, in the world. So straight up, um, there you go. But so they, they've, um, I think the takeover price is $95 US and um, yep. Activision per, share. per share. Yeah, Activision Blizzard at the moment is sitting at around $78 US. So, so that's the difference you're talking about. Right now, you can go onto the, um, you know, the US markets and buy Activision Blizzard at $78 per share and, um, and sit on it and hope that this Microsoft deal is going to go through at $95 and, you, and you're going to make about 22 23% in yep. roughly seven month period so that they're, they're talking about this taking about 12 months um to, for the deal to go through so yeah you're obviously buying there's probably a bit of time here in terms of waiting uh potentially but um yeah often the takeovers are coming in at a premium to the current share price and that's the gap and that's what you can kind of exploit in terms of um you know if you were doing it specifically just for a trade but um you know, in this specific case with Activision Blizzard, Warren was clearly happy to um, buy Activision Blizzard and then Microsoft have come in and uh, taken it over. And he's obviously seen um, it as also an opportunity because um, he's, he's piled a lot more money and I think he had $1 billion and then he's, he's increased it to about a $5 billion and he now owns 9.5% of the company or something, I think, or it's, that's half, you know, 9.5% of, 9 of his holdings, um, I believe. So yeah, he obviously sees an opportunity and he's happy to hold this company long term. Who knows if he's going to sell if the arbitrage goes or the takeover price goes through. But um, that's the gap and that's what you're trying to, um, you know, that's the opportunity there. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And look, you know, I think we worked it out to be something like a 23% upside if you were to buy it today and the deal did go through because essentially the deal is going through at $95 a share, which the share price should reflect as the deal goes through. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. And I guess like, you know, looking at these deals and we can talk about the Twitter deal as well with regards to this, but looking at these deals in terms of 
say legacy investing is I think a really good area to to kind of know before you go into these deals you know who is a company like what is a company and what is a company buying them um, mm. you know we know you know uh, Microsoft is a pretty pretty decent company it's it's been around a long time and um, you know doing some research probably find that it's quite a profitable company. It's run well. So ideally, like, you know, you may see Microsoft as a legacy investing style company in itself. It's a, it's a you know, if you can understand it, it's got a great moat. We know it's got a great moat. Um, it's got great management and it's it's making money. Um, so it depends on like how much you'd like to buy Microsoft. But now the fact that you've got a great company buying, you know, one of the best gaming companies in the world, it, it's like a win-win essentially. So you know, once again, not advice at all, but like if you were to do your research on Activision Blizzard and you're like, I love this company and, you know, you see this as a company you'd like to hold, then this is this is a great opportunity to mm. to get in with, you know, a potential 23% upside yep. um, to the price that's going to get purchased at. But then I guess you got to look at it as, you know, this is still a corporate deal and it may not go through. You know, the, the deal's been made, but it hasn't been executed. So what happens then if the deal doesn't get executed? And noting that the stock price uh, jumped up nearly $20 overnight from roughly like say 63, 64 up to over $80 um, a share once the deal was uh, made public, what happens if the deal doesn't go through? And you would expect the share price to go back to somewhat what it was before then. Yeah. Um, and then you got to take into account the massive um, the massive drop we've had on the NASDAQ with regards to uh, tech companies and so forth. And does that drop get priced into the new share price and does it go even further and lower? Yeah. Well, I guess this is where, you know, you can possibly think of if this is a company you've done research on, you, you have a price in mind that you'd like to buy it because you think it's worth a certain price, then it's not a bad thing, is it? Because essentially, if it does drop and it goes down towards your buy price, then you're actually getting more of an opportunity to buy more of the company you want to own anyway and lowering your basis. So, you know, I I don't think Activision Blizzard's a bad company at all. I'm not saying I've done a whole lot of research into it, but from initial looking, you know, they've got a very good portfolio of games. Um, um, And they seem to be quite a profitable company. But then you go across to Twitter and you look at the whole Twitter space and what's happening there. Now, you know, this is all subjective, like it's what or objective, I can't remember which one's which. This is my opinions. Um, you know, I think Elon Musk is a great, you know, a great leader and a great CEO of his company or um, king, whatever it is now. Um, but he, yeah, I think he'll do a good job as owning a, owning a company. But you look at Twitter's numbers and you look at Twitter as a company, you know, I don't feel as comfortable owning Twitter. Probably would if Elon Musk owned it, but, you know, then you can you understand the environment? Can you understand the company? If it's changing massive management, is it going to change the company? He's already mentioned that he wants to take it, you know, private. So, mm-hmm. you know, you look, you got to look at it like you're really betting on that deal going through because if the company's share price drops, do you want to own Twitter? You know, it's, is, is it... It's a yeah. of 154 currently at the moment. And that's that's the risk with that one, isn't it? It's yeah. you, you kind of, you know, in a current macro 
environment where, um, you know, we mentioned earlier about future earnings is getting, you know, hammered a little bit at the moment. Um, yeah, if that doesn't go through. And, and already there's been some, you know, he's tweet, he tweeted, <laughs> funnily enough, last, was it this week or last week, um, that, you know, there's, you know, maybe a little bit of a hookup or, you know, there's potentially an opportunity for him to go back to the table and maybe try and get even a um, lower offer. So, yeah, I think you're right on the, on the type of company there between Twitter and Activision Blizzard. I mean, we, we both haven't done a lot of research into um, Activision Blizzard, but um, clearly Buffett has, and I'm not going to argue with his research, that's for sure. And um, if it's if, if he sees it as a good company, um, um, then it probably is. And, yeah, you're right. If, it, if, it, if that doesn't go through, the $95 a share for Microsoft, then you're pretty happy that you can maybe pick it up even cheaper again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 like you just said, the fact that you know Warren Buffett is buying and he made that purchase on on that arbitrage deal, um, you know, that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good bet in my opinion. Mm. Um, that's just my opinion, but um, yeah, I think I think it's he likes the deal. And that that kind of if if I was to invest in that deal in the arbitrage deal, um, it makes me feel more comfortable knowing that people like him are doing this as well. Mm. And you mentioned that like um, if you're doing it purely for the trade, the risk is that it doesn't go through, and that can happen. Like you said, this is a, a couple of corporates. Um, the risk specifically, I think, um, with the Activision Blizzard Microsoft deal is that the um, regulators come in and say, "Hey, big big tech." You know, you're controlling too much here and um, I don't think they think that's going to happen but it's certainly one of the risks that you know you would be putting in your inversion story mm -hmm. um, you know big tech's getting too big and um, sorry you, you can't own this big gaming company so um, as a pure trade it's riskier than someone who's thinking legacy investing and we, we're going to hold this company for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years yeah yeah that's interesting so um, I guess like taking a look into Activision as well. It's, um, they've got, got an interesting portfolio of games, really. Um, yeah. I guess their biggest one that probably most people know of being Call of Duty. And we know yeah. how successful Call of Duty has been across all platforms. So, um, yeah, I guess, like, you don't see that going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, no, I'm not sure. Mm. What's that? Well, I was just going to say gaming's just going um, gangbusters, really, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Especially with the advancements in technology and and the experience that it's it's creating for the users now, you know, um, and with a growing population as well, and more people getting access to the internet, like we've talked about previously with you know Alibaba and everything like that, you know, more people are going to have their faces in front of computer screens uh, as we go forward, and that just makes these kind of industries more and more profitable. Yep. Uh, I'm just looking at the um, the financials now for Activision Blizzard. So just having a quick overview. Yeah, um, nice. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big moneymaker at the moment. Um, yeah. The, the, the Twitter deal is an interesting one because you mentioned it going, potentially taking it private. So if you're buying it, you really are buying it for the trade um, in my opinion. And because um, Elon Musk has said he's going to take it private. So you're not going to own it anyway, I believe after um, if he takes it private, what does that mean for shareholders who buy Twitter now and the deal goes through? 
essentially they've got to sell their shares back to. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's actually a really interesting point because I've never, I've never looked into that. You know, you, you always hear about companies IPOing and going public, um, going the other way. That would be really interesting. If I was to, if I was to think like logically what would happen, I feel like it may be what you just mentioned in terms of, you know, the owner and who there may be a number of owners um, pay out the investors or I know you can own shares in private companies. Maybe you have you might the option. Get yeah. Maybe you have the option as the mm. investor to choose whether or not to be bought out or to, to hold your shares um, yeah. privately, but like, cause that's a pretty big, you know, buyout price. But um, like, like we said, um, uh, Elon Musk is, is, but 50 fronting it. <laughs> it's so Twitter at the moment's 37 ish, and his deal was for what was it 50 trying to 54.20 a share? So, yeah, there's a bit of a difference there, and uh, it sounds like he's going to try and get it a bit cheaper as well. Um, I, I think most people, when this happens, um, sell their shares on um, stock exchange or whatever mm -hmm. stock exchange it's on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, we got some research to do, mate. Maybe we find out what happens once that company is delisted. Um, if you are still a registered shareholder, um, you may end up with a letter in the mail with with an option, possibly. I would say. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's that's probably something. I'll, I'll write this down here because that's something we could potentially, you know, research and and, and do a um, maybe not a whole maybe not a whole podcast on it, but maybe we talk about it in one of our future podcasts. Sounds good. But yeah, you're right about Activision. Um, they got some very good numbers and they got some very good number growth. You know, we're we're looking at $8.8 .8 billion of revenue in 2021 um, for a net income of $2.6 billion, um, creating a net margin of 30%. And we know that's that's pretty good margin, really. Um, and they're free cash flow positive. And um, I'm just about to look up their debt now. <laughs> doing this on the fly you know on really, the fly really prepared <laughs> but um where are we but their quarterly the only thing that i've seen really quickly is that the latest quarter was a decline um interesting but again we are literally looking at this on the fly because this wasn't really going to be part of um uh, no. part of the past to look at their numbers but they've got um, some debt so we're looking at 3.6 billion dollars of debt but when you put that into the, you know, pool of $10 billion of cash, you're not really worried, are you? That's still mm -hmm. $7 billion net cash. So um, cash machine. <laughs> cash machine. So just, just on the, uh, you know, on first look, looking at those numbers, you would be pretty happy. Well, I, I would be pretty happy. So <laughs> it'd be interesting. Um like so buffer's typically gone away from tech and stuff i, I mean i don't know if i necessarily call this a tech it's i guess they're um well they kind of are these days the, the gamings um or games they're all sort of in the cloud now yes you're not, not necessarily buying a cd anymore and plugging it in but um mm. i wonder if it's his uh mates todd and todd and ted and todd ted and todd <laughs> pushing this one or not but um yeah who knows for sure and i think uh one you know, big thing to, so I've done a little bit of research into gaming um, companies and so forth. One of the biggest things to note is that, you know, where back in the day, 
uh, they would make their money through selling games, you know, through, you know, whatever stores you have, EB games, which we have in Australia, or, you yeah. know, you can buy them on Amazon and so forth now. Um, but an area where gaming companies or those styles of companies make a lot of their money is through in-game purchases. So it's not all about, it's not all about um, buying the game now. That's, that's obviously part of the revenue stream. By allowing people to, you know, fast track their gaming experience or to individualize their gaming experience and make, you know, make it their avatar or their character more like them. Mm. Um, you know, people pay money for that and they're happy to pay money for that, especially when it's a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there. But when you've got a billion people paying that couple of dollars here and there, that's a couple of billion dollars each here, each there, you know what I mean? So mm. these companies actually make a lot. Um, in that area and especially when you throw in the fact that you know you can have subscription services that give you access to multiple games you look at like some of the xbox services then you know each game as part of that that gets played is getting paid more money so there's so many uh, different revenue streams now all being a part of that um, that just makes these companies more and more profitable and clearly looking at activision's numbers um, you know they're doing well so yeah, it's an interesting spot to look at. Yeah, and this is where we don't understand the, that company super well. I don't know if they do the in-game in purchases or anything. Uh, the only thing I know a lot about their games is, is Call of Duty. Um, great game uh, <laughs> back in the day and um, haven't played it for many years now. But, yeah, we, we, we would definitely have to dig in a lot deeper if we were um, going to um, throw some money at it. But, yeah, yeah good good roundup of uh, what an arbitrage is in, in terms of, this uh, example and um, what it means in a legacy investing philosophy. I think it, you know, it it poses an interesting, um, you know, I guess twenty three percent upside for seven months, but also if you're going to hold this company for a long time and the deal doesn't go through, um, you know, you'd be pretty happy to dip into some more shares at a lower price. Yeah, yeah, potentially, um, potentially a great opportunity, and like on the same deal here, like you know especially if you're going to hold it, I want to look at Microsoft because they're going to be running the company, essentially. You know, they're probably going to leave the same management team in the company, but Microsoft now have control of it, right? So looking at Microsoft's numbers, you know, I, I first looked at debt and they got $50 billion of debt. But what I like to see on that is their debt is, is getting lower and lower and lower every year. Like it's gone from 76 down to 50 over four years, but their cash is $130 billion. So, yeah, net net cash by that much again like these companies these big tech companies they're clearly leaders in their spaces for a reason hey so yeah well i mean microsoft 365 you've got anyone's got the subscription i mean who knows what their bill is every year i mean i, I certainly don't they, they probably just put it up you know 10 15 20 every year you wouldn't even know and it's a it's a royal pain in the butt to change you know you've got all your documents and everything that's you know been you know saved into OneDrive or um you know and then they've obviously added in teams and yeah yeah there's yeah it, it, it's a it's a great company uh, Go on, man. Well, that, that's a good wrap up I, I think um we've covered that uh potential deal nicely and in, in terms of um what it means and um yeah we've summarized it there so anything anything else to add to finish up um is this twitter deal going to go through who knows who knows Musk, yeah, I think who cares? He's gonna he's gonna tighten the screws a little bit more. I think we'll see if he can. Get yeah, a, uh, a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of that's currently in the news, and 
yeah, it's good. If you don't care about stuff like that, it's so easy just to not get caught up in it and keep doing what you're interested in doing, I think. So, mm. yeah. yeah, that sounds really good. Awesome, mate. Yeah, well, thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. Uh, we will be back again next week. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Have a good one. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional.